Today we're talking about these five surprising things all INFJs do, but nobody knows about. If you're an INFJ, then the things we're going to talk about today will ring true to you. But believe it or not, these are not only things that others are not aware of. Very often, we as INFJs aren't even aware of that until we see it happening, because those aren't the things we see in YouTube videos or you know we read when it comes to INFJs in some articles. So I'm really curious what your opinion is on those five things we're going to talk about today. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the free poster on the INFJ Epic Life formula and if you want to take it to the next level then get the INFJ Epic Life audio guide today. All the information you need you can find in the links in the description. Number one. INFJs always think about how other people's actions make a third person feel. Believe it or not, we as INFJs aren't only aware of how our behavior makes other people feel. We actually are always thinking about how the person next to us acts and how their behavior makes a third person feel or think. And this is something that we actually feel responsible for. So we talk to the person next to us, we apologize for them, we prepare another person for that interaction, we try to apologize for them. And it's something that we do compulsively because it feels like it's our responsibility. We are already aware of what that person is going to say, or even if we're not aware of it, the moment they say it out loud and we know that that makes another person uncomfortable, it's something that we feel. So it's not something that we do just consciously. We just feel it in that moment. We're so hyper-focused on how that third person feels that we just feel so uncomfortable in that moment that we want to prevent that situation from happening or we want to apologize or make them feel good right away because it's something that you know affects us as well. Number two, we are automatically suggesting what is best for the group. Like this might seem, you know, obvious, but it's not because most people, when it comes to a question of where are we going to go to a restaurant? What movie do we want to watch? Like, what are we going to do as a group? They first think of, oh, that's what I would like to do. Is that something that might be okay for others? INFJs automatically think about what would be the best thing for the entire group. The reason why we do this is because we have a holistic approach to life. We have a holistic approach to how we look at certain situations. It's just our natural being. We automatically are thinking about what would be best considering that three people want to watch that movie, two people want to watch that movie. And then, and only then, we ask ourselves, okay, what is it that I actually want to do or I want to watch or whatever it may be. So this is something that is very interesting and I don't think all INFJs are aware of or others are aware of because very often people think, oh, you're just suggesting what you want to watch, for example, when it comes to watching a movie. But in the end, no, we're looking at the situation and we're saying, oh, what might that group want to watch? What might be the biggest you know, gain for that group and how can that group all together Together, pay the smallest price as in okay only two people would not want to watch that movie so the you know lowest price would be that we choose a movie that three people would want to watch right so this approach is something that is very interesting and it's very beneficial for others but we as INFJs always have to keep in mind that just because this is our nature it's not necessarily what is best for us and we can practice becoming more aware of what we want what we like and standing up for that because you will see 
everybody else does the same thing. And if you do that, then you can find a compromise together. But it's not on you as an INFJ to make a decision that is best for everybody before you even take into consideration what you might like the best. Very often, if we do that first approach, our natural tendency, we become less and less aware of what we actually want. And the less we become aware of what we want, the more we lose ourselves and the less we feel we're in control of our life and feel excited about what's happening because we're not creating the life that we actually want. Number three, we're avoiding colliding acquaintances and friendships. So most INFJs, once they understand what I mean, will say, yes, this is true. We have such a way of being one way when we're with one person and being another way when we're a second person. It is based on the fact that we want to make people around us comfortable, that we want to connect with them in such a way that creates harmony within us. And that of course leads to the fact that you are one version of yourself when you're with person A and you're another version of yourself when you're with person B. So if you would get into a situation where person A and person B, you know, meet, they collide in any kind of way, they would figure out that you have portrayed a certain image of yourself that is not necessarily everything that you are. And we do this with no bad intention. We do this because we understand other people so well, we want to make them comfortable, we want to connect with them on a certain level, and we just, you know, avoid talking about the things that they might not like that we are very comfortable with when we're with another person. But that of course leads to us never really being ourselves all the time. So although this comes very natural to us and it's something that we do all the time, it's not necessarily something that we have to do. So I, for example, have learned to work on this very strongly and it's something that, you know, we work a lot on when it comes to bootcamp or, you know, it's part of the audio guide because we have to understand that every single time you do this, you're never allowing yourself to start building a life that, you know, just fills you up. Because in order to do that, we have to show up as that full version of ourselves. And that means to also portray parts of you that you know that person A isn't going to like or person B isn't going to like. It doesn't mean that you have to interact with them on that level. But you know, all of those aspects that are leading you to avoid like those meetings are all of the things that you're hiding about yourself because you think if that person A, for example, knew that I was friends with person B or that I was okay with certain things, they would not wanna be friends with me. And so we're avoiding giving them the opportunity to leave us in a way. And so we always feel like we're fragmenting ourselves. And trust me, you cannot build an INFJ epic life on your terms if you're doing this. So I encourage you deeply, be more open about what you like, what you say to certain people, how you combine those friendship groups, because although it's uncomfortable and you will feel judged, you can handle those emotions. I always say we don't want to do things that overwhelm us, but we want to do things that get us out of our comfort zone. So how can you combine those friendship groups in a way that, you know, allows you to still feel in control, although it's uncomfortable? Look at it as a great way to challenge, you know, all of those fears of abandonment that you're carrying within yourself because you're not the only person who has friends who are different or acquaintances who are different. And you're also not the only person who has qualities about themselves that others are not completely okay with. 
every single person that you meet, every single person that you're friends with has aspects about them that you're not totally fine with, but it's part of who they are and you accept them with them. You are allowed to have those aspects about you. And it's a great practice to combine people from time to time just to understand, okay, I'm okay with people knowing who I truly am. It will give you so much more freedom, freedom of mind, freedom uh, to do certain things because you won't feel constricted to play a certain role in order not to trigger anybody. Number four, setting roots. So believe it or not, INFJs don't like setting roots. And I'm not talking about the fact that we don't like to, you know, have families or friends that we have for a long time. But to say something like, that's how my life is going to be. I'm going to live in that house for the rest of my life. And, you know, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I know exactly how my life is going to develop is something that scares us immensely. It's not that we can't have some of those aspects, but we need to have the freedom to choose. We need to have the freedom of not knowing how things are going to develop because we as INFJs are, you know, visionaries. We like to have plans of how things are going to develop. And we also need to have the possibility to create new visions. So for other types, it's much easier to setting roots than it is for INFJs. And the more you're aware of that, the less you feel guilty about it. You just know that's, you know, how I want to approach life. I don't want to you know, set in stone how my life is going to be. There are certain aspects I'd like to have as in, okay, now you have a family, you want to have the family for your rest of your life. Great. But there have to be enough areas in your life that are open to development because if they're limited and they're like set in stone and there is no wiggle room, it will make us incredibly anxious and it's not something we as INFJs can deal with at all. Number five, we as INFJs don't like to state controversial opinions. And when I'm talking about controversial opinions, I don't even mean like saying something that, you know, people might say is a conspiracy theory or something that most people will have a problem with. It's enough even to just voice, you know, political opinions, because that in itself will mean that, you know, probably 50% of all people who will see this will have something that they won't like about you, or it will be something that, you know, will be a reason for disharmony, will be reason for conflict. And INFJs hate this. It's something that is really, really hard for us. So I have seen this not just in myself, but in INFJs altogether, that this is one of the aspects where we hold ourselves back, even if we have a certain opinion about, you know, certain events or certain people, you know, things that might cause controversy are things where we hold ourselves back because we just don't want the conflict. And we also don't think it's necessary to make it into something big because we don't care enough about it. Like we like that person, even if they have different, you know, views than us, we're totally fine with that. So we're not going to get into a discussion over this when other people seem to have very strong opinions on certain things and have no problem voicing them. So you might say, okay, is that a problem? And in my opinion, it's not a problem as long as it's something that really doesn't affect your life and it's something where you feel you're holding yourself back. If I feel limited in my way of life, in my approach of life, yes, please stand up for yourself, please voice that. But if this is something that, you know, we don't care enough about and we know it's like, you know, potential for conflict, 
Like, why bring it up? Like, what is the reason for that? Yes, it's good to say I have to stand up for the things that are important to me, where I'm going to make a difference. But let's be honest with ourselves. How many things are we actively taking control in? Like just, you know, getting mad over certain things happening isn't really bringing things into our locus of control. We're getting mad, we're getting upset, we're getting into any kind of confrontation, but we're not really changing anything about it. If you wanna get involved in a cause that is important and dear to your heart, then please do that. But we as INFJs are very well aware of what potential for conflict all of those conversations can lead to. And so we are very careful to choose the areas that really matter to us in order to discuss them. We're not just, you know, making it a point to state our opinion just because we like to discuss a lot of things or just because we like to, you know, play fight with people about certain things. It's just not who we are. Let me know in the comments if you know some more things that you know a lot of INFJs do that most people aren't aware of, maybe not even a lot of INFJs. I'm sure this is an interesting topic. And remember, we're always looking at it from the perspective of what we can learn out of it. And when we look at ourselves with curiosity, we can allow ourselves to really grow from the areas where we see potential to changing them and improving them. Remember, if you haven't done this so far, to download the free poster on the formula to an INFJ epic life. And if you want to take it to the next level, then get the INFJ Epic Life audio guide. Everything you need, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the five weirdest habits of INFJs that nobody talks about.